the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Third and final hour, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you. News Talk 710-KNUS. Just to confirm from the last hour when we had Republican State Party Chairman Eric Odland join the show. I can now confirm for sure that the candidate lineup includes Eric Odland, Casper Stockham, Stephen Varela and Aaron Wood, who were already previously in the race and now just getting in are Tina Peters, Dave Williams and Kevin Lundberg. So now you have a seven candidate race for state party chair. A big choice before Republicans. Listener text. Thanks for having Eric on your show. I am supporting him for state party chair of Colorado. He will do a fantastic job. Feel free to keep the text coming on the 710 KNUS app on your smartphone. But we have an exclusive story that we're going to talk about to kick off this hour of the Jimmy Sangenberger show. Tomorrow's column in the Denver Gazette is entitled Unions Ignore the Real Crisis in Our School. And it centers on little tiny Woodland Park in the heart of Colorado. It's the largest town in solid Republican Taylor County, nestled on Pikes Peak North Slope with a community of some 8,000 people. And uh, it is one place that shows very clearly the struggles, trials, and tribulations of student academic achievement. All across the state we're seeing this. Woodland Park is no exception. Woodland Park has some really low scores. Just 28.6% of students met or exceeded expectations in math on the CMAS test. And only 45.3% can read at grade level. That's stunning. And you would think that the teachers' unions would be focused on closing those learning gaps. And yet instead, as I will discuss in tomorrow's column, they are coordinating statewide to thwart school boards and district leaders who aren't towing their line. I can reveal this exclusively on this program and in my column tomorrow as I obtained a recording of a January 30th meeting led by... Nate Owen, who is the president of the Woodland Park Education Association, their union there. And he's a math science teacher for the last, uh, I think, 11 years in Woodland Park. And they had about 80 folks, I think, seemed to be the estimate, attend via Zoom and in person. And it's very important that we have a sense for what's going on here 
because the prospects for educational achievement among children and their futures hang in the balance here in terms of the way in which schools have been so dramatically politicized and the unions are part and parcel of this. It appears that among the union folks, they are now viewing Woodland Park as an epicenter in a a broader battle, national battle, statewide battle, regional battle. And they view Woodland Park as being in crisis. Now, why in the world in crisis? I'll explore it more in my column tomorrow. But they have some complaints, uh, such as the school board decision to adopt American birthright social studies standards, which is really a traditional approach to social studies curriculum. Uh, They are aghast that the board would hire Ken Witt, a former president of Colorado's second largest school district, Jefferson Counties, as the interim superintendent for six months because he doesn't endorse their politics. And they abhor the school board's support for charter schools, which is an educational option, of course, widely embraced by parents. And they last year approved Merritt Academy, a charter school established a couple years ago in Woodland Park, to be a part of the school district. That's their idea of a crisis, which really means it's not about plummeting student achievement or double-digit percentage enrollment declines. Their enrollment has gone down by some 15% in the last several years. It's a problem of politics. And that leads us into a crisis. Here is Nate Owen, president of the Woodland Park Education Association, on January 30th at an all-staff meeting that was, not all staff, but all staff welcomed. About 80 people, I think, participated. And here's him talking about a crisis in Woodland Park. And keep in mind, WPEA stands for Woodland Park Education Association, and CEA stands for Colorado Education Association. Here's audio exclusive on this program. The WPEA has filed for a crisis assessment uh, from CEA. They bypassed us right past the pre-assessment, and we're in the assessment mode right now. If we get that crisis grant, there will be um, some additional funding coming our way to allow us to do some more things. Um, In addition, we do have two zone organizers that are assigned to our group that are helping organize us and figure out how we can be better together. Um, And so I just wanted to let you guys all know that that we as the WMA also filed for that, and CEA is watching what's going on, and they recognize that we are in crisis. A crisis assessment, very curious. I, I did inquire with the Education Association, I quote their president, Amy Baca Olert, in tomorrow's column. Um, I asked about a crisis assessment and whether Woodland Park is in crisis. And in her response, I, I didn't get a, a particular answer to that question. And I think it's, uh, it's not to be expected that I would necessarily get 
an answer to that question. But here is, I don't quote the full response in the column because you can't fit everything. But here is the full response regarding my question on crisis. The CEA has been public about its support for providing Colorado students with an honest education. No matter their background, color, or zip code, all children deserve an honest account, an honest and accurate education that enables them to learn from the mistakes of our past in order to help create a better future. It's critical that all of our students receive a well-rounded education that imparts honesty about who we are, integrity in how we treat others, and courage to do what's right. For these reasons, the CEA was disappointed to see the so-called American birthright standards adopted by Woodland Park School District. Contrary to the righteous uh, the rigorous statewide social studies standards agreed to by voters and experts alike. The new Woodland Park standards are outliers in its biased and disingenuous portrayal of our country's history. It's critical that we teach students both the good and the bad of our history so that they better understand the lives, cultures, and experiences of different people. Colorado educators must be allowed to tell the honest and accurate truth about our country's past and present without censoring unflattering elements in order to prepare our students for a better future. By the way, these birthright standards have numerous mentions in the standards of teaching slavery in schools and what happened and how terrible slave life was, for example, and Jim Crow laws and relevant Supreme Court decisions like Dred Scott. It's not what that description was, but I skipped a a, a part That was actually key to the crisis piece where the president of the Colorado Education Association said it's important to state that the CEA has no publicly available classification of any Colorado public school. So, okay, maybe not a publicly available classification, but we did just hear there from the president of the Woodland Park Education Association that they and the CEA agree Both unions agree that there is a crisis in Woodland Park. And we also heard that more resources will come their way if they get approved from this crisis assessment, which is being apparently fast-tracked, according to the clip we just played, for additional resources to organize against school district leaders and the board, presumably. Now, what are the implications of this? In the meeting on January 30th, the Woodland Park Union president talks about sort of the scope of what we're seeing in Colorado with regards to different school districts, unions, and so forth. We've seen this same fight get fought across the state. We saw it fought in Jeffco a few years ago. It's being fought in Dugco. It's, it's being fought in Pueblo. Um, we're fighting it in Colorado Springs in Air Academy School District. We're fighting it in Colorado Springs District 11. This is happening in Chris, D4, D49. This same fight is happening, but I will tell you that I have reached out to some of my contacts at all these other schools, and they said, yes, Nate, if you need our help in any way, shape, or form, let us know, and we will be there to support you. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet, but they said, yes, we will come support our fellow educators because a lot of districts around Colorado are watching what's happening here in Woodland Park a lot. And some of them are saying, we want to 
simulate what's going on in Willow Park, and some of them are saying we want to prevent what's going on in Willow Park. And so we've got both sides watching how our teachers and our community members and our board acts and reacts to certain things. They are trying to establish a playbook nationwide based off what's going on here in Willow Park. I think we're seeing a playbook going out on the part of the teachers' unions, in fact. You can hear there about the level of coordination. And that level of coordination gets even deeper when you know who participated, for example, in this meeting on January 30th. And that includes... A couple of leaders from other union organizations. That would be Thad Jemsky and Chris Idzik. They are between them. The uh, a representative for Chris Idzik is the representative of the Pikes Peak Education Association, and Thad Jemsky is executive director of the Colorado Springs Education Association. And they were there at this meeting. And here are a couple samples of some of the things stated by Jemsky and Idzik. So don't think that what you're doing is something that's unique to Woodland Park. This is a giant nationwide battle. It's a statewide battle. It's a regional battle. And you guys are one of the epicenters of it. Miles, Merritt Academy, all of those people figure out how you are going to recapture your district this board and wit have gone rogue this board and wit that's the interim superintendent have gone rogue that's from two other union leaders who were at this meeting. And then there's support coming in from Jefferson County. We have a lot of support across the state. Um, for those of you that don't know, I heard that Ashlyn Mayer from Jeffco was contacted. She was the student representative that led um, the Jeffco students against Ken Witt in Jeffco eight years ago. Um, she has... Um, volunteered her time to assist us in whatever way she can. I know a little bit more on the details, but I'm not going to share that at this time on exactly where she's going to be um, helping out in some things. Again, this is about coordination to supplant a conservative school board in a heavily Republican county. And by the way, this is in a school district where fewer than 30% of educators are members of the union. And yet, you have this level of emphasis that is being placed on Little Woodland Park with a little over 2,100 students and just seven schools. And it's striking, too, to just hear the way that they're framing the so-called crisis 
in Woodland Park, for example, over charter schools. Oh, I know there's a lot of local control. Is there any sort of legal reason that would prevent our from just completely changing us into a charter district? Do we have to offer a free public education? As far as I know, the answer is yes, we have to offer public education in the school district. It doesn't have to be a... doesn't have to be a large school. They could put everything. Hypothetically, they could open up 13 charters and have one public school that has K-12 in it and open it up to anybody. Hypothetically, they could open up 13 charters and then just one regular public school? That, that doesn't make sense, especially in a school district. That has only seven schools. But that's the kind of rhetoric that you can present to amp up the emotions of teachers who, let's be straight, they have been put through the ringer for years. Say what you will about the union and the union bosses and their political agenda. Teachers have been put through the ringer. It has been, especially in the past few years, very difficult, which is why it's good that the school board in Woodland Park gave them an 8.5% raise last year. All staff got at least an 8.5% raise from the school board last year. And that's well-deserved. And when I ran a nonprofit called Liberty Day Institute... For seven years, particularly within the 2010s, I worked with and spoke with and learned from many, many teachers in Colorado and around the country and learned so much about what they go through on a daily basis. And, and I always I have to say, I always get irritated when somebody says, oh, well, they have summers off. Yes, they do. If you want to think about what is actually going on in the school day, especially when school boards and school administrators are failing them, as far as you look at Denver, for example, keeping SROs out of schools, school resource officers, which is amplifying disciplinary issues and safety concerns, and the list goes on. I mean, districts are failing educators. In some cases, it's on pay. That's why I've been supportive of Douglas County paying teachers more. I hope they will continue to pursue an effort to fully fund increased pay for teachers in Douglas County. But the reality is that teachers go through a hell of a lot. And what we are seeing now with this statewide coordination is more examples of absolute failures on the part of the unions, teachers' unions, to actually do what's in the best interest, even of their own members, let alone the kids that teachers serve, and that educators get into the world of teaching to better lives of. You don't get into teaching so that you can have a profligate career making a lot of money. It is more of a passion project than anything else. And you hear that from educators when you talk to teachers. 
And I'm a big advocate for teachers. I'm a big opponent of the teachers' unions, broadly speaking, for the reasons that we are hearing here in these clips. I mean, to be clear, Woodland Park's crisis is diminishing student achievement, like districts all across the state. A status quo that, by the way, is threatened by non-union entities that are offering superior outcomes. When you hear a clip like this, you have to wonder, okay, who's really going rogue here? And if anyone has gone rogue, it's the teachers union bosses who believe that they deserve political power over local school districts that are seeking a better education for kids. You may disagree with those approaches, and we should have those arguments, those debates, and those fights. And that's fair. But this is something very different. What are your thoughts? Keep the text coming. we got a couple we will get to on the other side. Call in 303-696-1971. You are listening to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. It's Buddy Guy joining Junior Wells for Junior's awesome tune, Messing with the Kid. Always played at a Jimmy Junior Blues Band show. I love it. Singing it and doing the harmonica. Great to be with you on the Jimmy Singenberger Show. Best damn bumper music known to man. Let's say nearly 10 years running here on News Talk 710 KNUS. And I chose Messing with the Kid because we're talking about union coordination in a way that actually undermines kids while operating under the pretense that it supports better education and by the way my column tomorrow for the denver gazette unions ignore the real crisis in our schools was going to be published yesterday on my normal friday but we had to push back so it will be out tomorrow it was going to precede today's show and i was just going to talk about the column but now we're previewing the column with some of the audio from if you're just joining us Woodland Park in a meeting held by leader, the leader of the teachers union there in Woodland Park, the union representing some uh, less than 30 percent of educators in Woodland Park. And just a reminder, here's a tidbit, a little bit of a montage of a couple of things. The WPEA has filed for a crisis assessment uh, from CEA. If we get that crisis grant, there will be um, some additional funding coming our way. And CEA is watching what's going on, and they recognize that we are in crisis. We've seen this same fight get fought across the state. We saw it fought in Jeffco a few years ago. It's being fought in Dugco. It's, it's being fought in Pueblo. Um, we're fighting it in Colorado Springs in Air Academy School District. We're fighting it in Colorado Springs District 11. This is happening in Chris. D49, this same fight is happening, but I will tell you that I have reached out to some of my contacts at all these other schools, and they said, yes, Nate, if you need our help in any way, shape, or form, let us know, and we will be there to support you. Exclusive sound from a January 30th meeting here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show, applying with a state organization, state union, for more support for a declaration of a crisis. More 
can be found in tomorrow's column in the Denver Gazette. Unions ignore the real crisis in our schools, which, by the way, is a problem of plummeting student achievement and enrollment declines. But for them, it is a problem of politics. Listener texts coming in. One, so many teachers join the unions only because they get attorney's fees in case they're sued. It's protection. I taught 29 years in Jeffco and never joined the union. The unions do nothing for the kids. Now, yes, uh, that is true for many. It is particularly the legal support that comes from unions. But there is an organization called the Professional Association of Colorado Educators, which is not union, but it's a professional educators organization at ColoradoTeachers.org, ColoradoTeachers.org, where you can get that kind of liability coverage. I mean, and it's not a union organization that's not going to get involved in, I don't believe they do any sort of political donations, that kind of thing. It's an alternative to the union that I've been aware of for years, but, you know, it's a smaller organization and doesn't have the kind of uh, influence that the teachers unions have been able to coalesce over the years. Another text coming in, what you always have to look to with public teachers is their gold-plated retirement plan. That's why they got into teaching. Look, listen, I went to Regis University where they have a teaching school that is notable. It's not UNC Greeley, but it has a noted teaching program. Now, yeah, that was back in 08 to 2011 that I was in college at Regis, but I knew a lot of teachers there. Not a single one of them ever mentioned, oh, I'm going to get a great retirement plan 60 years from now when I'm done or 50 years from now when I'm done teaching. Nobody who's 20 goes into education schooling looking ahead at a future gold-plated retirement plan. That's that, Respectfully, that just doesn't make any sense. I disagree about the raise. Not every teacher is deserving. This is another text. Not every teacher is deserving of a raise, especially 8.5%. This undermines the teachers that go the extra mile to be great and inspirational teachers. So a couple of thoughts on that. Number one, generally speaking, the way that public schooling works as far as paying teachers is not on an individual basis. It's not simply we are just going to judge everything on the individual teacher. Should it be the case? Perhaps. But that's that's not a, a reasonable expectation at this point for us to get there. But for any job, there is, most jobs anyway, there is a starting salary. And that's what the 8.5% raise is basically for, is the base salary that teachers will get. And then theoretically, you can get more based on performance, et cetera, depending on what the school district does. And... That is an element to this that is uh, important to keep in mind, especially in terms of competitiveness, too. You have school districts that are competing for teachers. Douglas County is going to lose more teachers if they don't. Well, they're moving forward with pay raises for teachers. They need to fully fund them into the long term. That's why a mill levy override was worthwhile. Unfortunately, it didn't pass last year. 
But I, I do believe that it is important to provide, not in all cases. So let, let's be clear. Cherry Creek schools, teachers don't need to raise there. A lot of school districts. I mean, you don't need broad raises in a lot of places. And oftentimes, uh, or generally speaking, if you're going to give raises, you don't need to go to the taxpayers to ask for more money. Douglas County, I think, is one exception. But you can reallocate funds, especially from bloated administration. And I I think that's important to keep in mind. Uh, You are misinformed. Check how many years uh, they have to teach before retiring. Okay, yes. You can retire and get your pension. What is it, like 55, I think, um, when when you're a teacher uh, in the state. Um, And you will get para-benefits for sure. But that isn't why teachers go into teaching. Do you know any teachers? Frankly, anybody. It, 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 is, it kind of feels insulting to tell a teacher, oh, you're getting into this just so you can retire. You know, better retirement plans do come from the private sector if you are really, you get high up and you compete. But, of course, we do see pensions declining in the country that are in the private sector. So I'm not belittling the fact that you get something quite good when you work for the government. Absolutely you do when you're a parasipian. And it's a problem how it's structured. It needs to be changed from a defined benefit plan or defined contribution plan to defined benefit plan. I think that's that's how it is. Anyway, I'm getting getting off track here. Jimmy agreed on the unions, but the way teachers are being educated now, almost no focus on academics. Sat through an orientation at CU last week. College of Education listed tenets as activism, equity, and inclusion, acceptance, academics. It's right on the website. Teachers aren't innocent at all anymore. They are part of the problem. Let's be clear. What is happening in the colleges and universities is the root of that problem. It is not the teachers themselves who are going through into the schooling and and then being indoctrinated, perhaps. I I think we shouldn't just belittle or limit what goes on for the motivations for teachers. That's what I'm getting at here. This is a lot more uh, complicated a discussion in that regard, probably worth having this discussion. I am very pro-teacher. I am very anti-teacher's union. Alexa texting in, sadly, in the last few decades, so many groups claim they are doing one thing, but in reality, it is the opposite. Teachers unions do not have the students' best interests as their top focus. Absolutely, Alexa. Biden's Inflation Reduction Act did the exact opposite. And like the picture depicts, she sent a, a picture of basically a bomb going off. Government agencies and administrations who claim they care about our health Tell us that there are no health concerns with the toxic spill in East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, I mean, yeah, very true. Well said, Alexa. And actually, wait, I think that might be the picture of the the Palestine, what happened there. We got to take a break, though. We're going to go out to a little ditty. That was fun. We did this kind of a little bit yesterday when I stuck around with Stefan Tubbs. Big news today, folks. Tay Anderson, Denver Public Schools board member who... 
doesn't want to allow SROs, school resource officers, back into schools. He's announced a run for re-election, and today is his big kickoff party. And so I want to go back to a handful of months ago when I was in studio with Stefan Tubbs, and we went ahead and had some fun with Tay's rap slaving up in DPS from the very end of 2021. I brought out my harmonica, and the fun just went from there. So in honor of Tay Anderson's re-election party today, kicking off things, here is a little bit of a few months ago, having a, shall we say, a remix that was live on the radio of Tay's hit rap song, really his theme song, Slaving Up in DPS. DPS. I'm just chilling at the crib and making policy. They say they want some drastic changes here, but all I see is folks not helping all our kids when they can hardly read. And somehow I get all the blame, and that's what bothers me. Spending 250k on focused on some other stuff and not on budget broke from all the illnesses. You may be missing what I'm saying. Oh, Stefan. <laughs> Homie. Homie. Buddy Guy wrapping it up and winding it down for us here on the Jimmy Sangenberger Show. He's doing his final farewell tour, and I don't know that he's coming to Colorado, and that is devastating to me. Good to be with you. News Talk 710 KNUS, where you can join George Brockler, Deborah Flora, and Stefan Tubbs for a week of securing the board. No, they're going down to broadcast live from El Paso starting Monday morning. All three shows will be live from the southern border and reporting about the real and growing concern of immigration and the the effects on Colorado. And you can add your voice to the growing number of people asking Governor Jared Polis to end Colorado sanctuary status. Log on to 710knus.com to sign our petition today by clicking on the Colorado Undivided banner at 710-KNUS. All right, we are just several minutes away from the end of this program and the beginning of the next one, hosted by a guy named Peter Boyles, who joins me here in studio for our crossover. Good morning, brother. How are you? James, good morning, man. How are you? I'm doing just fine. It's been a good three hours flying by, flying by. (laughs) Always does. You know, I... I think you're going to talk a little about Fox News, uh, maybe. Yeah, come out of the box. Messages. Out, out of the box on... We on, haven't gotten to it yet on the show. No, on Fox. And then uh, Kevin Flynn, City Councilman Flynn, who wrote the book about... Part of the book was about the murder of radio talk show host Alan Berg. Mm-hmm. It's now been sold. And it's going to be a feature film. Wow. And uh, Yeah. And it's really interesting. Kevin's had a, glim- a glimpse or a glance at the script. And there is some significant changes, one of them, and it'll be up to Kevin to talk about it because I don't feel like I'm, I should, but about how Alan was murdered in real life and then how they murder him in the movie. Mm. But, uh, and Kevin is running for re-election, and he's just one of the best ever. And then finally, UFOs. And we have with us, and there is a, a powerful network here, and they're called MUFON. 
And these are the people that truly believe there is something out there. So mm-hmm. I, I pose that to you. Uh, her name is Katie Page, Colorado's MUFON state director, star investigator for MUFON, team leader and administrator for MUFON. So, um, all right, so jump ball question. Are they out there? Well, there are two parts to that question. One is, does alien life exist? Absolutely. Have they visited here? I'm not. I'm a skeptic. Um, but but I have a uh, a friend who has delved into this Yale Law School graduate, very smart guy who's, oh, who's been following, and he's he's uh, made some of the most convincing cases in regards to this. So I haven't written it off like I used to. It's on the table at least, but I am skeptical. So that's going to be an interesting conversation. No, I, and I've never spoken with her. I've spoken with other MUFON people over the uh, over the over the time period, but. Um, of course, the answer is why not, but that's always a speculative, as you say, why. And um, I think it was Sagan that said, we're in this kind of abandoned part of the universe. Why would anybody come here? Mm. But, you know, and I love what you said, because I think you're spot on. If you try to conceive of the vastness of, of, of the universe, how dare we say we're alone? Right. And that's immensely egotistical. So I, I just don't see how that's practical the setting aside no, whether no. they visited us or not yeah. um now, now real real quick because i haven't gotten to this yet i know yeah. you're going to talk about these text messages yeah. coming out of the fox news yeah. dominion lawsuit yeah. for example in private hosts on fox saying one thing but public saying the other for yeah. example tucker carlson quoted as saying in response to uh carlson conveying his fear that trump would destroy his hit show if they play it wrong on the election stuff he said of course they are we're not going to follow them what Trump's good at is destroying things. He's the undisputed world champion of that. He could easily destroy us if we play it wrong. And he also even goes on to talk about how Trump is demonic. Yeah, well, the the other part of uh, is getting people fired. And there's a there's a text in particular from Tucker, and he's suggesting to have a, a Fox White House correspondent should be fired for fact-checking a Trump claim about mm. the election. And his text is, please get her fired. It's actually shocked. It needs to be stopped wow. immediately like tonight. It's measurably hurting the company. Stock price is down. Not a joke. Mm. I just realized <laughs> the Sorry, time Jens. here. No, uh, we're good. We're good. I'll be listening. Uh, It'll be quite a show. Peter Boyle's you know the up stock next. price of Salem, by the way? I, I'm not sure. Maybe God not. <laughs> bless America. Have a great rest of weekend. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com